Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Plato's Apology on Exhibition. In this episode, you will uh, hear... Plato speak about an aim. Uh, he, he will give a mission statement. He will speak of his devotion. You will learn what that devotion is. He'll speak on the gods. He'll speak on truth. Those are things you can look forward to. Now, it's quite a bit. This will probably take another episode to conclude. So let's get started. Plato says, in the Apology, all, all these statements will come from the Apology, uh, except those that I point out to be from somewhere else. All right? Now, number one, Plato says, in the Apology, be upon your, gu- your guard and not to let yourselves be deceived. I will read that again. Be upon your guard and not to let yourselves be deceived. I think we would say something like this, the first part. Be on guard. Be on your guard. All right? Now, be on your guard, be on your guard, and not to let yourselves be deceived. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober. Be vigilant. Plato said, be on your guard. The Bible, King James Version, says, be sober, be vigilant. And from the same book, the KJB, we get this statement from Mark 13, verse 37. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. So from Plato, we have these three things. Watch, be sober, well, four things, be vigilant, be on your guard. Two, Plato mentions the force of truth, the force of truth. 
does truth have power? Does truth mean anything in this day and time we're living in now? Does Bible truth mean anything in this day and time? Job 6 verse 25 says, How forcible are right words. The force of truth, how forcible are right words. The apology, they have hardly uttered a word of truth. Now, these two statements, the second and the third, (laughs) remind me of the black minister, the Israelite minister, that is, uh, and it reminds me of the Israelite church, the black church. You don't go there and get truth. This is very quick. I feel I must say these things. You don't go to church to hear forcible right words. Why not? Because you don't get those things from the black church. You don't get them from the Israelite church. Now, let me explain this or just make a statement on it. When I say black, I'm speaking to the Israelites, the Israelites, the true Israelites, the Israelites which the King James Bible talks about. The Israelites, the black people that were conquered by the Gentiles and those that and uh, conquered by the Gentiles and scattered abroad in Gentile nations, such as America, the United States of America, that is, and the U.K. So those are the black people, those are the Israelites that I refer to. So if I say black, I'm referring to Israelites, okay? They have a name. That name is Israelites, right? I say black only to be clear of who I'm talking about, okay? Just to be clear, I don't like the term black people. But for clarity's sake, I say it. Now, so you don't go to church to get right words. You don't go to the black church or Israelite church to get truth. What truth am I speaking of? King James Bible truth. They don't teach it. They don't know it. I'm speaking about the ministers don't know it. They use a book. The Israelite ministers use a book that they don't know anything about its contents. That's awful. It's outrageous. And black people do not say anything. No, black people, the black people do not know Bible truth unless they have listened to me. But the thing about it, they know that they are not learning anything from the Israelite minister. They know that. You don't have to be a genius to know that. Okay, so moving on. What's next that Plato says from the Apology? He says, they have, okay, I said that one, number four. He says, hear from me the whole truth. Genesis 4.23 says, hear my voice. Hear the whole truth. Hear my voice. Okay. Now what Plato wants He wants me to just read through these 
And I think he does want me to say a word every now and then. Because if I just read them, you have no idea what it's talking about. Okay? So I have to say something. I must, of necessity, I must say something. Okay? Hear from me the whole truth. And the Bible says, hear my voice. Again, whenever I just say Bible, it will always be, unless told otherwise, the King James Bible. Sometimes I call it the KJV. Sometimes I call it the AVB for Authorized Virgin Bible. All right? Here's the truth from me. Hear my voice. Plato says from the Apology, grant me one favor. Well, he's already asked something. He says, hear from me the whole truth. All right? Uh, So he says, grant me one favor. That favor is in number six, the next item, where in the Apology, he says, hear me. Hear me. Hmm. Let me go back to numbers three and four. In the Apology, he says, they have hardly uttered a word of truth. Then in four, he says, hear from me the whole truth. Plato says truth lies in him or within him. And he'll tell us more about truth, okay? Now, I've been speaking on truth for for a long time. Here we are looking at the apology. Plato's dialogue, the apology, is on exhibition here. We're going through it. Grant me one favor. Number six from the apology, he says, hear me. Number seven, he says, I would have I would have you regard me. So Plato asks, Hear me, and he says, I would have you regard me. Proverbs chapter one verse twenty four says, And no man regarded. Plato asks to be regarded, and we have a statement from the King James Bible saying, And no man regarded. We can put the him onto it, and no man regarded him. Now, you you should already know that in the King James Bible, no man is a moniker, a nickname for the Lord God. So I read the two statements again. The apology says, I would have you regard me. The King James Bible says, and no man, the Lord God, regarded him. And that that's a true fact. <laughs> it shows that I'm regarding him right now. I'm I'm working with his uh, apology right now. So I do have regard to uh I do regard Plato. I'm doing it doing it right now. No man is a moniker or nickname for the King James Bible's Lord God who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. I I meant to say this at the beginning. Keep in mind the things that I have taught already because these things have to do, all these things have to do with what I've already been teaching. Okay? You should know who the Lord God is. You should know what the icon Plato 
represents. You should know that no man is a moniker for the Lord God. Okay? You should know the Lord God's name. You should know things taught by the Lord God, who is found to be the man, Tommy Hart. So keep in mind the things that you've already been taught by me as we go through this exhibition or consider this exhibition of the apology. Moving on. Hear me, Plato asks. Then he says, I would have you regard me. Number eight, the apology, Plato says, that I think is not an unfair request. It's not unfair at all. It's a fair request to hear Plato, to regard Plato. A fair request. Now, and I think that I that I think is not an unfair request. Next, the apology. Think only of the justice of my cause and heed to that. Pay attention to, to his cause, the justness of his cause. What is his cause? We're going to get into that. All right. And I've been teaching his cause for the longest. Number 10, let the judge decide justly and the speaker speak truly. Psalm 50 verse 6 tells us who the judge should be. He says, God is judge himself. Immediately, those who follow me, you should know that that's speaking to the man, Tommy L. Hart. You should know that. Here, lawmaster, we don't teach what the Israelite church teaches. They know not the truth. They don't know the truth. They don't know anything about Bible truth unless they have heard it from me. And that's just a pure fact. He says, let the judge who is God, the Lord, the Lord God, found to be the man, time in your heart, decide justly and the speaker speak truly. Next, from the apology, but for more dangerous, but far more dangerous are those who began when you were children and took possession of your minds with their falsehoods. I remember when I was a child, other people, not Israelites, Gentiles to be specific, not a secret, coming into the black neighborhoods, picking up children, taking them somewhere, you know, like for some church service or something, or, or Sunday school, or what, summer, summer Bible vacation school. And also I remember of uh, one coming and paying for black kids to go to a, a, uh, a camp. I'm trying to think of another word, but all I can think of is camp now. For a week, 
and some for two weeks. Yeah, paid for paid paid for by the sender. Yeah. So to me, and it's obvious, it's important to the Gentiles that black people have and keep this false faith which they gave to our ancestors during the enslavement era. That's important to them that black people uh, keep the teaching before them. Jesus died for your sins. Okay? Jesus is your Savior. He's coming back again for you. You know the, you know the talk. You know the, the, the story. All right? Which is a fictitious faith, a fictitious story, a false faith, built on nothing but lies. It's important to the Gentiles that black people keep and hold on to that false faith. Just from their actions. Now, that's why Plato says, hear me. Hear me. That's why he says that. Okay? To get you away from that deception or the, 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 uh, Deceptive faith and give you some real knowledge. Give you truth uh, according to King James Bible content. Get you where you where you should be. Okay. Next, from the apology, they are the circulators of this rumor. What is the rumor? The rumor is Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is coming back for you. That's what they told the slaves. That's what they told the ever-working, hard-working slaves who couldn't read. That's the rumor Plato speaks of here. Number 14, the apology. For there was none to answer. The King James Bible says, Isaiah 50, verse 2, there was none to answer. 15, the apology. Examine them and examine when there is no one who answers. And that's what I do. I have have examined the false teaching delivered to the Israelites. I have examined the false preachers, the teachers of the false faith, and found them to be warning. I've examined. I have examined the content of the King James Bible. And I have examined some of Plato's dialogues. Not all, but some. I've done quite a bit. Okay, just a fact, just a fact. But let me read number 12 again because this is so real. But far more dangerous, notice that word dangerous, are those, are these who began when you were children and took possession of your minds with their falsehoods, with their lies. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is coming back again. That cannot be overlooked. 
the statement is so true. It is so factual. Now, and, and he says that's a dangerous thing that the Gentiles have done to the Israelites. A dangerous thing. Number 16, the apology, and I hope I may succeed if this be well for you and me. That to, but I know that to accomplish this is not easy. To accomplish what? In light of what we were talking about. To bring my people, the Israelites, from darkness to light from dumbness to knowledge, being wise, knowing what's going on, being aware, knowing the truth, which he said from the apology in in statement number one. Remember, be on your guard and not to let yourselves be deceived. That is the present state of the Israelites. They are deceived. They are in a state of deception brought on them by the Israelites, by the Gentiles, alias white people. They know this to be a fact. I know it to be a fact. And obviously, Plato, the great icon Plato, knows it to be a fact. Number 17, apology. Let the event be as God's, be as God wills. Sum up their words. Let the event be as God wills. Sum, sum up their words. One of the will, wills or desires of God and Plato is that his people be in their own land, and another one is that they come to the knowledge of the truth with respect to King James Bible content. Now, let me say this. The the content of the King James Bible has taken me all the way to Plato and his dialogue. How how did I get to Plato? I was teaching King James Bible content. I got to Plato. I came to Plato uh, by way of the King James Bible. Both are important, Plato and the King James Bible. The works of Plato, his dialogues, and King James Bible content. Remember, they are closely, strongly, and visibly connected. They are related, Plato's dialogues and King James Bible content, so that the one is incomplete without the other. Plato's dialogues and King James Bible go together like hand and glove. Let's move on. Let 
the event be as God wills. Sum up the words. Number 18, very many of those here present are witnesses to the truth. I, I, I beg you to recall from Gorgeous in the last two episodes. Gorgeous said, uh, having to do with that statement in number 18, Gorgeous said, speak the truth. Say the truth. Number three, Gorgeous says, get at the root, get at the truth of all this. Number four, Gorgeous says, set forth the truth. Number five, Gorgeous says, look at the matter for the sake of discovering the truth. Here's another thing. Plato talks much about the truth. The King James Bible talks much about the truth. The two are closely related. The two are visibly related. They are strongly related. I speak of Plato's dialogues and King James Bible content. And there's a sixth one. That truth is what is wanted. These are very, very strong statements. And number seven, truth is the aim. Seven statements on truth coming from the gorgeous dialogue. And here we find we find the same theme coming from the apology. Statements on truth. Statements concerning truth. Number 19, apology. Speak then, you who have heard me, and tell your neighbor. Who has heard? Remember at the beginning, number six, the apology says, Plato says here from the apology, hear me. Grant me that favor. Hear me. And number four, the apology, hear from me the whole truth. Hear from me. Hear my voice. I would have you regard me and no man regard it. No man has heard the voice of Plato. If that statement, if that word voice bothers you, look it up and see what definition I'm using, applying there. All right? Now, so the apology has to do with truth. We can make that judgment. The apology has to do with truth, and we can make the judgment Plato's gorgeous is about the truth. And he has told me in that I have heard him from the King James Bible and from his dialogues. He says to me, speak then, you who have heard me, and tell. Speak and tell your neighbor. Teach it to others. Then in the Bible, the King James Bible, I didn't put the reference here. You can look it up. We are told, I am told, speak, Lord. That's a commandment. 
hear, receive, learn, speak, share. These are things that the dialogues are teaching, as in Gorgeous and the Apology. Same as the King James Bible teaches. The very same things. Moving on, number 20, the Apology, you hear their answer. And I must have heard the question also, because the, one of the Bible questions and one question coming from the apology is, who are you speaking to me? Who are you? Plato has said, I want to know who you are. Well, the King James Bible asks the same question, who art thou? That's Romans chapter 9, verse 20. And Psalm 77, verse 14, gives an answer. It answers for me. It says in answer, that, uh, talking to me, thou art the God that doeth wonders. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a God among us. In the man, Tommy L. Hart. Remember this? Plato told me, you know, a few a few episodes ago, maybe three, four, I don't know, uh, and I've repeated it since. Plato says, I wish that you may be or will be as exact as you can. I try to live up to that, to be exact. Because I can just read the, the statements from Gorgeous or any other dialogue, the apology. I can, read just, I can just read statements from the Bible, and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Just like the average Israelite reads the Bible and has no idea what's going on. No idea what he or she is reading. From the preacher on down. My people, the Israelites, need to stop pretending they go to church, they use the Bible, they go to Bible school, uh, Sunday, what, what they call it, you know, Sunday morning, Bible school, whatever they call it. Uh, no idea what the, what the book is talking about. The preacher reads scriptures, just a, just a confused matter and a confused people. So when sometimes when I'm talking to somebody face-to-face or on the phone, they'll say, Tommy, you're confusing me. And you know what I tell them? I say, no, I am not confusing you, but from the things that you hear me saying, you, you, you realize that you are confused, but you think I'm the one confusing you. <laughs> no, you were already confused before we ever began to talk. You just didn't know you were confused. Okay? Now, I haven't gotten a long way into this. We still can say I'm at the beginning because I have 80-something 80, 80 statements here. So I know I won't finish in this one hour, and I'm just on number 20. Number 20 of 80. Now, so 
let's get on with it. Speak, Lord. Well, speak then, you who have heard me, and I'm speaking now. Speak, Lord. I'm speaking now. You hear their answer. I gave you a question coming from Plato, from the King James Bible, and the Bible itself gave the answer. Who art thou? And the Bible says to me, thou art the God that doeth wonders. Yes, once upon a time, I did not know that I was the God. That's why Plato said earlier in this episode, hear from me the whole truth. Plato says to me, thou art the God that doeth wonders. It's a wonder. How did Tommy Hart get from King James Bible to Plato's Dialogues? What did he see in the King James Bible that caused him to go and search in Plato's Dialogues? Mm. Good question. Number 21, the apology. And from what they say of this, you will be able to judge the rest. Remember earlier in this episode, he said, uh, he said, let the judge decide justly and the speaker speak truly. And then the Bible says, God is the judge himself. And 21 apology says, and from what they say of this, you, Tommy L. Hart, will be able to judge and judge the rest. <clears throat> you want to hear my judgments? Go to Lawmaster Archive. Moving on, the apology. 22. If a man is able to teach, Plato says, I honor him for being paid. Now, to be able to teach. Now, Plato is talking about uh, teaching truth, not teaching lies. He's condemned that. That's condemned. Uh, if a man is able to teach, I honor him for being paid. That's from the Apology. Proverbs 23, verse 23 says, by the truth. The King James Bible does not tell you to buy many things, but it does tell you to buy these three things. It doesn't tell you to buy many things. I'm not saying these are the only three things. Maybe there's something else in, in the Bible that Plato says buy. But I know he says these three things. By the truth, and he says also wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. By those things. And you get all those things from Lawmaster Archive. You get all those things from my books on, online, on Amazon. He says, by the truth. <clears throat> Number 23, able to persuade. Able to persuade. That ability should come from learning, from having learned, from knowledge, from wisdom. 
from understanding. And Plato says those those things come from the Lord God. The Lord God, the man found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. The Lord God, the man, Tommy L. Hart. Plato is not suggesting you go anywhere else to get truth. Number 24, the apology. Is there anyone? There is, he said. Who is he? Said I. And of what country? Quite a bit in that that statement, isn't it? Quite a bit. Jonah 1 verse 8 says, What is thine occupation? And whence cometh thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? A lot of questions, huh? They want information, which I have provided. And verse 10 of Jonah 1 says, Why hast thou done this? What shall we do unto thee? Okay? So the Bible has questions. The King James Bible does. Plato, in his dialogue, even in this one, the Apology, asks questions. And Plato speaks from the Bible, the King James Bible, to the man, Tommy O'Hart, and he speaks from his dialogues, as in the Apology and Gorgeous, to the man, Tommy O'Hart. And, of course, he speaks to the people, too. He speaks to the Gentiles. He speaks to the Israelites. Now, Item 25, gorgeous. You are impressible. I am impressible. Capable of being impressed. I was impressed by the things I began to see in the King James Bible some years ago. I was deeply affected by the things I began to see in the King James Bible. I was impressed, deeply affected by the very first thing that I saw in the King James Bible. Yes, Plato is correct. That's a true statement, what he makes to me, saying to me, you were Impressible, a a true statement. Number 26, the apology, and I hope that you will see the propriety. Let me read that again. And I hope that you will see the propriety, see the rightness or justness of his cause. Remember he spoke concerning his, his cause earlier? And I do. I see the justness of it. I see the rightness of it. I see the need for taking on, for taking up his cause. I see the need. 
And my people need to know the truth of King James Bible content. They need to know the truth of God from the King James Bible. Gorgeous says this, I hope that you will be as exact as you can. So I put it in this one also. You know, I I referred to it just a few minutes ago. Wow. Be as exact as you can. Number 27, you heard. That's from the apology. Yes, I heard. Uh, Number six, remember, says, hear me. That's what Plato says from the apology. Hear me. And now here in 27, Plato is confirming something that I have done. He says, you heard, which I did do. I heard certain things from the King James Bible. This 27 says, you heard. Plato confirms the fact that I heard. And what did I hear? One of the things I heard was from the King James Bible, the gods, the great icon Plato speaking to me saying, you are the God that doest wonders. That's just one of the things that I, that I heard. You are the God that doest wonders. Another thing I heard, you are God alone. And there are many other things I've heard. But Plato has confirmed the fact that I teach, that I heard. Heard what? Heard his voice. From where? From the King James Bible. Is there any other place you heard his voice? Yes. Where? From Gorgeous? From the Apology? And there are other Dialogues from which I heard the voice of Plato, the voice of the great icon Plato, the voice of the former gods talking to me. Number 28, a curious person from the, from the apology, a curious person who searches into things. And he teaches. I'm certain there are many curious people, but I was curious over and because of the King James Bible. And then of the dialogues by Plato. So he says about me, he gives a descriptive statement of me. He says, a curious person who searches into things. I've searched into the matter of the resurrection of dead bodies from the grave. I've searched into the matter of the book of the dead, which has become the book of, the, the book of life. I've searched into the matter of God. I've searched into... Uh, who is the chief speaker in the King James Bible? I've done a lot of searching. 
I searched the apology to come up with these things I'm offering now. I searched Plato's Gorgeous to come up with the things that I came up in the preceding two episodes. A curious and searching person. One who is not just curious, but he acts on that curiosity. He seeks to satisfy that curiosity. It's not enough to just be curious. Okay? Not enough to just wonder or think about. There must be action to a specific end, goal. Number 29, the apology, and that is what you have seen. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 says, it asks the question, what hast thou seen? Apology says to me, and that is what you have seen. So I must declare to you one or two things that I've seen. I have seen that the Bible calls me God. I have seen that Joseph's brothers did not sell him into Egypt. I have seen that there is no resurrection. The Bible does not teach a resurrection of dead people, dead bodies. That it does not teach such a thing. So I've seen I've seen many things. Okay, but those are just two or three uh, examples. KJB, what seest thou? Isaiah 59, verse 16. And I just spoke to that. He saw that there was no man. That's another thing that I've seen. And the Bible confirms it. Isaiah 59, verse 16. I saw that no man in the King James Bible is a moniker for the Lord God. I've seen a lot. Number 30, apology. He is the man. The King James Bible says in 2 Samuel 12, verse 7, to me, thou art the man. So here, these two, in these two statements, one clarifies or gives understanding of what the other one says. The Bible statement clarifies or gives understanding of what that man, who that man is, in the statement, he is the man coming from the apology. He is the man, thou art the man, Plato says to me in the King James Bible. I didn't just read that. I heard that. Remember, up above, Plato was talking about hearing him, and then he confirmed the fact that I heard him. He didn't say you read that and came up with that. He said you heard. He said in his request at the beginning of Gorgeous, he said, hear me. Hear me. I know hear can mean understand as well. But here, everything that I've learned did not come by reading. It Some things came by hearing.
think the Bible says something about that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You recall that statement? You can look it up from your concordance or from your smartphone. Pull it up. Let's move on. We just on number 30. Acts 8 verse 10 says, this man is the great power of God. Now, let me read these statements together. Apology, he is the man. Second Samuel 12, 7, to me, thou art the man. Acts 8 verse 10, talking about the man, Tommy Hart, this man is the great power having the designation of God. Hearing, hearing. What is the Bible saying to me? Am I hearing anything? You can do that. You can do that. You won't hear everything I've heard, though. If you hear anything. Let's move on. Those three statements, great statements, giving understanding, understanding of God, understanding concerning God. Number 31. For there must have, uh, from the apology, for there must have been something, and I want you to, I want you to really hear this. I want you to hear everything. I want you to hear this as well. Plato says, for there must have been something strange which you have been doing. All this great fame and talk about you would never have arisen if you had been like other men. Who is that statement to? I will tell you. It's to the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. The Bible teaches, as well as this apology dialogue, that the Lord God is not like other men, that he is unlike other men. And you're going to hear another, matter of fact, is coming up, another statement speaking to that. Yes, the Lord God, Tommy Hart, Hart looks like a man, looks like the average man. Yeah. yeah. But he's not, according to Plato, in his dialogue, and in the King James Bible, a, a regular man, <laughs> a regular man. You can't say natural man, okay, because that word is going to come up, or some form of that word is going to come up almost immediately. Okay, but let me read that statement again. Now, this statement, in this statement from the Apology, Plato is talking to the man, Tommy L. Hart. Okay. He says, for there must have been something strange which you have been doing. How many people you know, I'm not going to ask that. I'm just going to stick to the script, okay? For there must have been something strange which you, Tommy O'Hart, have done or have been doing. All this great fame and talk about you would never have arisen if you had been like other men, tell us then why this is. 
No, Plato tells you why it is. Now, when he says this about all this great fame and talk about you, you probably don't hear many people talking about the man, Tommy O'Hart. But he is talked about all through the King James Bible. That's the fame and talk about that Plato is speaking of. The King James Bible sees the Lord God as a famous individual. That's what Plato is speaking to. An unnatural individual, a curious individual, an individual who searches things out. King James Bible and Plato Dialogues teaches all those things about the man, Tommy L. Hart. So, Tommy L. Hart, I would have you know, is not without fame, and he is not without talk. When you read your Bible, I don't know to what degree you read, but let me just say it like this. The man Tommy L. Hart is talked about throughout the King James Bible. The man Tommy L. Hart is talked about throughout Plato's dialogue, gorgeous, throughout Plato's dialogue, uh, the apology. I call those two out because that's what I'm doing here. I'm, you know, uh, I've spoken on God, gorgeous, and now I'm speaking on uh, the apology. So, yeah, so Tommy L. Hart is not without fame and much talk. Yes, the King James Bible says to me, let another man praise thee and not thine own lips or mouth, whichever one it says. Let another man praise praise thee. So, Plato, the great icon Plato, praises me from the dialogues and from the King James Bible. Because that's what these are. These are words of praise that, you know, give some description of me, you know, like being curious, searching things out. And now, like, uh, okay, there must have been something strange which you have been doing. How many people you know know, how many people you know have done what I'm doing? have done what I am doing. You, I'm sure you'll come up with zero. Okay? Don't even try to look and find out, okay? Uh, don't waste your time. Okay? Because the Bible says there is none like me. Now, that's another statement. It's in the Bible, King James Bible. They say, Lord, something like this, Lord God, there is none like unto thee in all ears. Okay, something to that effect. And it's more it's not just one statement, it's more statements on that same line. Okay, now what am I doing? I am not self self uh, aggrandizing myself. I'm showing you and giving you knowledge and understanding of what this dialogue apology is saying and what the King James Bible says about me. 
I can't stop it in that they're talking about me, but you need to know what's going on. You need to know who is being talked to, what is being said to the individual in the King James Bible and from Plato's Dialogues. You need to know those things. And especially, I mean, one is not greater than the other one. Get this now. The Bible, the King James Bible, is not greater than Plato's Dialogues. But get this too. Plato's Dialogues are not greater than King James Bible content. They are on equal ground. They are what? If you want to classify them, they are the same. King James Bible is not a religious book. Whatever men call Plato's Dialogues, that is what the King James Bible is. And these things here attest to that fact. This is evidence that King James content and Plato's Dialogues are one and the same. They are from the same source. They talk about the same things, the same people, same person, same God, same things, justice, injustice. They talk about the same things and the same individuals, same people. There's no difference. And that's a, that should be astonishing. Wow. The average person doesn't, doesn't and didn't know that. Once upon a time, I didn't know it. So I learn in order that I may teach. You should learn from me so that you can teach the things Plato wants you to teach, the things I want you to teach, the things that are true. True. Not false, as with the false faith given to my people by the Gentiles. Okay. Number 32, the apology. I declare that I will tell you the entire truth. Plato has told me the entire truth concerning God. He said these words to me. Thou art God alone. The important fact. Thou, thou art God. And he says this in Jeremiah about the man, Tommy Hart, who Plato calls God. The gods say, he is the living God. Get that, the living God. I'm living. That's talking about me while I am alive. I am the living God. One day, it will be said, he was the living God. All right. Right now, I can rejoice in the fact and knowledge that I am the King James Bible's and Plato's 
living God. It's great. They talk about fame. They talk about being talked about much and all like that. Yes. He is the living God. Obviously, why he lives. Okay. I will tell you the truth. The entire truth, he says. Number 33, Plato, I mean, uh, apology. 33. The persons of whom I the persons of whom I was speaking have a supernatural wisdom which I may fail to describe. Now, there's something in this statement, see if you can catch it. The persons of whom I was speaking have a supernatural wisdom. I call to your attention, Plato in the Apology has only been talking uh, and speaking about one person. That's the God, the man Tommy Hart. Although he says, the persons of whom I was speaking have a supernatural wisdom. I suppose to catch that, wow, it's not the persons, it's the person of whom I was speaking have a supernatural uh, wisdom. Now, get this. I know there are other things in the dialogue. The dialogues tell a story. The apology tells a story. The important thing in the apology, as with any of Plato's dialogues, is not that which is obvious. Isn't that something? The important thing is not that which is obvious, but that which is not obvious. That which is Hmm. Like, who has seen the things in, uh, that I'm bringing out to you from the apology? Who has seen them and spoken them as I am speaking of them? There's so much. Plato has said, it's so much the gods, the Israelite gods, have spoken and given to us. And I I was talk like Plato. I wish that my people, the Israelites, would get on to these things, take hold of these things. It would do them much good, much good. The false faith does nothing for the Israelites, nothing at all. It was not designed to do anything for them, but to keep them ignorant and unlearned in things concerning truth and God and knowledge and understanding, wisdom. Yes, so it should read from the the apology like this. Plato says, the person of whom I was speaking has a supernatural wisdom which I may fail to describe. I say 
This speaks to Mr. Hart's uncanny ability. It's a true statement. Plato said, you know, just a two or three statements above. Let me just move on, okay? Plato says in 34, the apology, these numbers are mine. These numbers are not in the apology. These are my numbers. Plato says, I will refer you to a witness who is worthy of credit and will tell you about my wisdom. I'm doing that right now. I'm telling you of the wisdom of the gods. I'm telling you of the wisdom of the great icon, Plato. Doing it right now. Isn't that something? I say that quite a bit now while I'm while I'm teaching. That I'm doing this right now. Isn't that something? It is something to me. So Plato says, Apology, I will refer you to a witness who is worthy of credit and will tell you about my wisdom. That's a statement of praise to the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. He says, the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, that witness of mine is worthy of credit. Now, remember the last time I spoke to you from the gorgeous dialogue? Remember the last time? Where Plato said, said in gorgeous, he says, he will be my witness and I will be his witness. That's the same witness. This here in the Apology is the same witness Plato was speaking of in the dialogue, Gorgeous. You also can see the close relation between these two dialogues, Gorgeous and the Apology. The close relation, they're speaking of and about and to the same person. They're speaking about the same thing. They're giving him praise in each one. Wow. Wow. The le- these two dialogues speak of the same things. Well, I said that earlier. Let's move on. I will refer you to a witness. So Plato refers the people to the Lord God who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. That's what is happening, okay? He does that in the, in, in the King James Bible in the book of Acts, a statement in the book of Acts. Okay, same thing. Worded differently, not the same exact words, but the same take, the same meaning, okay? He says, in the book of Acts, I commend you to, the, I commend you to God, which he's saying right here in this statement, saying, I will refer you to a witness who is worthy of credit. The this dialogue, as gorgeous is, and the King James Bible are in full agreement. They are in full agreement. They, uh, the gods give tests, yes, but on what the two teach, yeah, they are the same. 
This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Israelites, black people, hear this knowledge, receive this knowledge, learn it, learn it, learn it. I mean, know it and teach it. Teach it from every medium which you can. Teach it. Teach it. That's all I can say. That's the desire of Plato. That's the desire of the gods. That's my desire. Teach it. Why? Because it's good. It's good for you. It will do you good. The Lord God, Tommy L. Hart, said that to his people. Moving on. Moving on. I will refer you to a witness who is worthy of credit and will tell you about my wisdom. And that witness shall be the God of Delphi. Now, that's in the story. That's in the story. But we already know who the witness is because the witness was, the witness was spoken of in the last episode. So we know who the witness is, okay? Get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding. Understand what is going on in these things. You cannot beat wisdom. You cannot beat understanding. And those three words are, are interchangeable when it comes to these things. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, they are interchangeable. If you don't have one, you don't have the other two. If Let me move on. Gorgeous has said to me, I make you the witness. Here, here we go. Here's what came up in the last episode with respect to witness. Gorgeous has said to me in the last episode, I make you, and this comes from gorgeous. Well, I say gorgeous. I make you the one witness of my words. Oh, that's a great responsibility that Plato has made me a witness of his words. And he went on to say, you make me the witness of yours. Wow. The God's the gods have placed great responsibility on the man, Tommy L. Hart, who is the Lord God. But the gods have told me from the King James Bible that I am able. I am able to handle it. I am able to fulfill their will. Moving on, and, and and I'm getting close to the end. Not the end of this information here, because there will be another part to it, a part two, but the end of this episode. Number 36, the... 
apology, he asked the oracle to tell him whether there was anyone wiser than I, and the Pythian prophetess answered that there was no man wiser. You know who no man is? No man is a moniker for the Lord God. And not only the King James Bible, but in Plato's dialogues as well. When you're reading Plato dialogue or dialogues, you have to know what is what has been said from the King James Bible. You must know in order to understand one, you must have understood the other. There has first to be the knowledge of one in in order to understand the knowledge, the hidden knowledge of the other. Plato goes on to say from Apology, and yet he is a God and cannot lie. Now, that's what Plato said, okay? Even the Catholics in their in their Pope, he speaks ex cathedra. The Pope speaks ex cathedra. You can look that up, ex cathedra, if you don't know. Okay. And that's that's the sense what he's saying about the Lord God. And yet he is a God and cannot lie. That would be against his nature. Number 37, apology. Necessity was laid upon me, the word of God. I thought ought to be considered first. First Corinthians says in chapter 9, verse 16, necessity is laid upon me. Number 38, Plato Apology says, I must tell you the truth. You see how often truth comes up? Just the word truth comes up. No man comes up. God comes up in the the dialogue. I must tell you the truth. I endured only to find at last the oracle irrefutable. Irrefutable. Talking about the God from the previous item that there was no man wiser, and yet he is a God and cannot lie. That would be against his nature. Necessity was laid upon me, the word of God. Doesn't the King James Bible speak of the word of God? And then we have a similar statement from the Bible, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16, necessity is laid upon me. Number 38, again, I must tell you the truth. I endure it only to find at last the the oracle irrefutable. What is Plato saying? He's saying 
The Lord God in his teaching of truth is irrefutable. Number 39, apology. You will be detected, detected, discovered, found out. King James Bible, Isaiah 57, verse 8, says to the Lord God, Camille Hart, thou hast discovered thyself, thou hast detected thyself. And with that, I'll end. Do not forget to follow me on Twitter. Always make Law Master Archive your dwelling place. Go to Amazon.com, order from my book list. The main title is The Prodigy. It's 11 books, and it's 22 books because each of the 11 is in two forms. Uh, that is ebook and paperback. Join me next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.